Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast... I'm joined by Nick Kurov. Nick Kurov is based down in Southampton and he's been in property now for about three to four years, but initially he struggled to get started. But over the last 12 months, he's gone full-time in property. So I thought it'd be worthwhile bringing him on the podcast and sharing with you his initial stages on his property journey, what he's done to get himself out of his job, and maybe it can help you as well. So let's go straight over to the interview with Nick. Hi everyone, Kevin McDonald here and I'm joined this morning by Nick Kurov. Nick is doing some great things in property down in Southampton, so he's joining us to tell us a little bit about his property journey and how maybe you can get some inspiration from him and what he's doing in his property journey as well. So Nick, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kev. So um, just to let everybody know a little bit about you, what were you doing pre-property? So before property, what was life like? What were you working at? So I was working full-time. I had a full-time job. I was working in manufacturing. Um, I didn't. I didn't know I wanted to do property uh, until I read a book. When, when you say manufacturing, what what what? what we're doing about? contact lenses um, down where I, I'm, I live now in Southampton. Right. Yeah. So I used to do manufacturing, and um, I didn't know about property up until I read a book, and then I said, okay, maybe I can give it a shot. Okay, um, what book did you read? Um, have a guess. Um, you tell me. Okay, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Okay, that was Robert actually Shaki. the first book I ever read. Really? Yeah, uh, I read it whilst I was, uh, I was actually working in, um, before that job, I was doing uh, operation assistant. Uh, yeah. And then I transitioned to doing the, the uh, manufacturing job. So I was sat out, down on the computer, I was working part-time because I was in college. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to earn more, mo- more money because it just it's not enough. So I just Googled how to make more money. And then words such as assets, liabilities, um, you know, cash flow started coming up. So I was like, what is this? So I Googled each one individually. And then the book popped up, uh, Rich Dad for that real estate slash property. And I'm like, I never, never used to read books before. My dad has a massive uh, shelf of books and all that. But I was like, 21st century, why do we need books, right? So I, re- I bought it, I read it, and I'm like, I, at the time I applied for universities. I got accepted in all of them. I closed the book. I said I'm not going to university. And then that's when I transitioned to the manufacturing job. And I was like, I started reading more about property, uh, about just personal development in general. Um, And then eventually one after the other, watching videos, starting to attend courses and all that. And I'm like, okay, this is the route I want to take. What year was this when you started looking at books? So 2018, in middle of 2018, I started looking at books. Uh, What age do you know? Good question. Uh, 24. 24. <laughs> yes. So r- around the age of 20. Yes. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I think too late, but uh, then again. Yeah. So, so yeah. some people watching this, you may be thinking that's too early. For others, they may be thinking that's too late. But um, 20 years old starts reading books. I wish that was me when I was 20 years old. I wasn't even considering reading books and getting into property. So you started off 2018. Rich dad, poor dad, reading some books. Decided not going to go to university. Yep. You're going to start to do property instead. Was that the right choice? I have no idea, but I'm happy with the one. Right. The one so, chose, so. Um, when you mentioned about doing some courses, what, yes. what, what training did you do? So originally everything was online. It was uh, YouTube because it's free content. Yeah. Um, I just 
just typed in property, how to invest in property. Uh, originally, I was looking into the USA, but I figured out that I'm still I will be investing here, so I need to focus on the UK market. Um, I started going to free um, like two-day events, yeah. and because I live in Southampton, so used to travel. Top was London, uh, which was quite far for me. Now London is next door for me. Um, but yeah, so I just started doing some free events, uh, and then eventually uh, I signed up for a few paid events, which were like two, three-day courses and right. stuff. Uh, I never done any mentorship programs at the time, and when I decided, when I narrowed down what I wanted to do, yeah. Because after the first course, they said, easy. I live in Southampton, which the market there is expensive. So invest up north. Properties are cheap, you know, less deposit yeah. um, and, and that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But when I realized you need a deposit to buy property, I'm like, I don't have it. Yeah. So that was a bit, uh, you know, thinking how to do it. So I started narrowing down what is the low entry point, like the minimum amount you can invest. Yeah. And it was rent to rent. So... I decided to do service accommodation. Spoke with a few people after I've already done service accommodation and they said, why are you doing the more difficult bit? Because rent to HMOs technically is a bit more easier than SA. Who knew that, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I decided to do SA uh, and I focused like six months. It, it took me to actually get it. Uh, the first one up and running and that was a month before the whole world shut down uh, and COVID hit. Um, but hey, we still have it. So I'm happy with uh, Right. With the choice I made at the time. So that was the first essay. Then you moved over to rent to HMO. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, when you when you said initially you did it through YouTube and stuff. Yep. Um, what did you do when you went into HMO? Did you do it just off YouTube as well, or no? So at the time, uh, it was COVID and things weren't going very well at the beginning because um, I just got, had the keys, had the first booking coming over, and then like two weeks later, everything closed down. Okay. Um, and I'm like, how can I, if I give the keys back, you know, I'm just giving up on something that, you know, I learned for. So I decided to fully focus on, on, on doing it. And uh, I met a lady that um, she was doing essay at the time. So she had this small mastermind uh, thingy, um, which we did it for three months. So trying to push during the lockdowns and all that. Yeah. So she gave us some tips on how to go and promote yourself indirectly because all of the travel agencies were closing down. Um, which helped a lot, and having that, those seeds at the beginning, uh, you know, eventually in time when everything's now open, you know, everything's running fine, it's much easier to, to maneuver around. Yeah. Because uh, we've been through the worst, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And then that, so that was still the SA side. So you started yeah. 2018 by sort of middle of 2020. You've two years in. Yeah got a lot of knowledge from reading books yep. and YouTube and stuff and you've got it. your first deal done. First deal done. Okay, yes. then what happened next? So, because SA was performing summertime, not performing wintertime, and I'm like, I need, because I was still full-time working. Yeah. So I needed some cash uh, or something more passively to cover me for if the SA is not performing. Um, and I was like, what else is out there with low entry and all of that? So yep. the other option was HMOs. At the time I was thinking, um, so I haven't done for, for anybody watching this and you're wondering what a HMO is, it's a house in multiple occupation. So a multi-let property where you've got more than one person sharing the same property where all bills are typically included in most scenarios. Sometimes the, the tenants would pay the bills, but typically you'd offer them a room, they'd pay all the bills. You'd pay all the bills and they'd rent a room in a shared house with other other people who are also renting another room in the same house. So a multiple occupancy property. Yeah. So, so. so yeah. Um, and eventually I was like, SA's not performing. I need something 
sold it. Um, I had some cash saved, so I decided to reinvest in my knowledge. So I went, I just went online and I'm like, okay, how do I increase my rent-to-rent -rent HMO knowledge? Because I knew a little bit about it from yeah. the free stuff, but I needed something to you know, verify my knowledge. Um, that's when I actually uh, Googled, and because I've, I've been in the progressive community for a while now, but I never posted, I was just like following. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, what communities am I out there and uh, who can I put my trust in so that I can learn from? And funny enough, it was uh, you that uh, you had the, uh, yeah. at the time, it was the rent-to-rent You came across online. the crazy Irish guy. Yes, yeah. But then again, it worked out fine. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because everything was online, so I'm yeah. like, I, I need to do something. So I did the rent-to-rent -rent on online uh, course, um, got lots of value out of it, um, way more than the free stuff out there for me. Mm. So coming back from that, I was like, cool, next thing is HMOs. But that was just exiting i think it was 2021 exiting like the lockdown era yeah. and stuff so this was sort of summer 21 i summer guess summer 21 yeah, yeah yeah so probably just coming up on 12 months ago pretty much yeah yeah solidly yeah so when uh i was like okay i will be focusing on this and then i've heard that the live events here in uh, peterborough uh, are actually happening again so i'm like i never been to an event so i'm like let's sign up and um the thing is they they called me and i said okay these are the dates available do you want to do you want to come in yeah. Now I'm like, let me check my calendar. I was actually, because my shift at the time was four days working, four days off. Right. And these three days were on my four days working. So I'm like, should I call sick? I'm like, I'll call sick. And don't advise it, by the way. If the boss is working, <laughs> he didn't call sick. Don't remember nope. those dates. That was back in the days, yeah. Don't do it again. But um, yeah, so I decided to come over. Uh, I just checked it on the map. Where is it? And they said Peterborough. I'm like, oh, where's Peterborough? Like three hours away. So... Again, uh, it wasn't too bad, so I decided to show up. I, I found lots of value in the No Money Down event. Uh, I didn't go to Masopi. I went to No Money Down and lots of value. And at the time, I was like, okay, I just need, I'm here, I already have everything, so I just need, just excel, just go from there. Um, that's why eventually I signed up for the uh, program. Which the, yourself, mastermind. the Mastermind. Yeah. Um, which we're still on it, and thanks to it, I've done the last a few, few more deals wait, straight after. From so it. when I, I made a joke there about if the boss is working, do you still have a boss, or are you now your own boss? I have the worst boss possible, and that's myself. Yourself, so you're full-time in property? Full-time property. Um, you've got your, you, tell us a little bit about rent to HMO. So what type yeah. of deals have you done? So currently, we've done two deals. Right. Um, yeah, two deals. First one was, well, funny enough, uh, two months apart, I would say. Right. One in September, one in November. Um, first one is a five-bed, two-bath, yeah. and Portsmouth. All my HMO deals are in Portsmouth. Right. So five-bed, two-bath um, took me, and funny enough, the actual deal, I got it from this room here. Not this room, but the next door room. Yeah. Um, because on the event, you mentioned, say, just speak with outside of your area with some agents. And I'm like, I don't want to go up north like Manchester or whatever. So I live in Southampton. What's the closest yeah. by? Next door is Portsmouth. So I just went online, called the agent and I said, look, you know, do you guys do company lets and stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, we have this available. Do you want to see it? And at the time I was like, I knew my pitch, yeah. but I was like, I was, wasn't expecting to go like so smoothly. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll come in tomorrow. So when I went and see it, saw it, I spoke with the agent. Funny enough, the agent was the senior uh, management or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he used to do rent-to-rent -rent himself. So I'm like, sounds good to me. 
and first deal we got from him the second deal again from the same agent he said by the way we have this other property you want to come and see it and the second one was a nine bed nine bath yeah. that's what i often say to people is is you don't need lots of landlords sometimes you just need one landlord or maybe one agent yeah. and they'll feed you lots of deals and um, the profits, average, sort of, what sort of monthly profit do you get from the five bed and the nine bed? Yeah, so the five beds, I'm roughly it's around five fifty a month, uh, of which that's only the first year. The year three, two and three, because we signed a three year uh, term, uh, it's getting more. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be around like six twenty five or something. Yeah, like your costs are in the first year. Uh, that's one thing, but then also in terms of deposit, we manage to negotiate, don't pay deposit, and spread it across the first twelve months. Perfect. Yeah. And then after that, it's still refundable for us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Right. So five. That's profit that's after profit. all costs. Yes. Yeah. And then right. the nine bed. Nine bed because I'm doing a JV yeah. uh, with somebody that. Um, He's in the progressive community, but he got refer recommended to me by a friend of mine that's also in the progressive community uh, living in London because he was he's doing rent rent himself and he's looking for development. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I wasn't experienced with HMO, so I was like, help me out. You know, does the number stack? He said, yeah, this, I like this. I don't like that. So when I gave him the nine bed, he said, this sounds pretty good. Are you doing it by yourself? Now I'm like, I have the cash to fund it myself, but I don't want to have the risk and liability yeah uh, you know so he said by the way i might have somebody interested so he connected me with this uh other person uh and since i would say yeah november last year we've started doing business together and we have already two deals uh right. with them and how much profit each from that deal then roughly? so from the nine bits uh when everything's full all the bills covered it comes around 1550 1500 profit yes 750 each 750 each 750 yeah. each yeah. okay not bad um joint ventures so obviously you've yes. got your hm rent to hmos you're getting them coming through mm -hmm. but you mentioned there about joint ventures as well yes and you mentioned about the community how yeah. how how many joint venture partnerships are you have you got how many are you working on and i guess yeah. what's involved in them mm -hmm. currently we have one jv and uh, i'm doing with uh my guy and we'll be doing another JV uh, with another lady in the progressive community uh, again in Southampton because we're going to be doing a flip project. Right. So we're going to be buying a property, renovating it, and then selling it on. Okay. Um, so yeah. on that, your role in that is what's your? I guess for people watching this, mm -hmm. thinking about joint ventures, what's your role in the JV for the flip, yeah. and what's the JV partner's role? Well, one of the things is my height. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, it, <laughs> The thing is because both people put uh, something to the table. Um, myself, I'm more down to doing numbers, doing right. like stacking the deal, like finding builders and whatever. Uh, the other person is out there doing with finding investors and all of that. So right. both people bring something that the other person is not great at, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's great in terms of forming a good partnership with the other person. Because right. if you have the same, if you're doing the same deal with yourself, I don't think that's going to work well because you're going to be in each other's ways. If yes, that makes sense. yeah. So two like-minded. Quite often, the mistake people make is they have two like-minded people trying to do work together, but you want to do. You're tripping over each other. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, so the the lady's bringing the money, I guess, and you're finding the deal and managing the project. Uh, we're both. Uh, well, I'm yeah, managing the project. We're both managing the project, but uh, because I'm more, I have more free time. Yeah. So I'll be more free to hands on. Hands on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, the you mentioned the the JV on the HMO side. So what's the plan next with that? How many? Where where you? I guess over the next twelve in twelve months. So in the last twelve months, you got yourself out of your job. You're now yes. full time in property. Yeah. What's the 
the next 12, 18 month plan looking like? So property wise, my goal was until end of this year to have, funny enough, I was focusing on actual numbers of properties, uh, not necessarily on the number of cash flow I needed, right. uh, which can be very different. So I wanted to have five, five essays and 10 HMOs. Um, the reason for that is because I wanted to get have enough to get my parents out outside of their, their job. Yeah. Um, I still have six months. So am I on track? I'll let you know after six months. Um, but after that, because we'll we're going to be doing something that we never done before doing the flip. Yeah. So I don't know how much time and energy is going to take from what I'm doing. Right. Managing whatever I have so far, it's not that difficult. Uh, and worst case scenario, I just get increase my team. Like for example, get a virtual assistant to focus on some of the administration stuff or all right. that. Um, but the next 12 months from now on, uh, we would like to do that one flip, actually said and done. Um, and then be looking on to getting the next one. And to property wise for myself, I will be expanding my HMOs and SAs, uh, I would say evenly. Right. So currently we've got two on two. Okay. So when, for anyone watching this, is when, he, when Nick mentions the word flip, that means to buy a property, refurbish it, and then sell it on for a profit. So you're basically flipping it back into the market for a profit. What will the profit be? on the flip what's the target profit so target profits uh worst case scenario it's around 50k 50 grand profit yeah. okay and this is really important in a property business is quite often people are trying to hold everything but you need cash as well yes. and that cash i guess will help fund future purchases that's going to be recycled back in yeah right. for future purchases yeah good stuff so um you mentioned about finding jv partners in the community mm -hmm. how important has the community been to you in terms of they not just the mentors and the support in terms of the knowledge but what about the other people the network that you've gained i never realized how important networking is um because i considered myself uh, an introvert so up until because i started like way back 2018 2019 uh so i did it by myself i was stalking what people were doing online but i was never getting involved in it right um but eventually i decided to uh, after I came into the event in July last year, I was like, I'm, I'm already here. Let's just focus fully on this. And getting outside of my comfort zone, the best things happened. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I find it massively helpful, the, the whole networking bit. Um, because you can you can learn so much with, for example, from a, from a course or like reading a book or whatever. But when you speak with somebody, they can tell you stuff because, for example, they have experience that you would... It's it's not written, yeah. Because never talk, spoke about it, because um, it's, it's on a day to day like ground tasks that you know they deal with, uh, and and that, that's massively helpful. And it's the bit as well, like people know people. So when you mentioned there, where the guy in London knew yes. somebody who might be interested in working with you, it's you don't get that in a book. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the mastermind yes. that you did, obviously working with me on No Money Down. How has that helped you? in terms of um, knowledge, connections, um, what, what would you say the, the things that have helped you the most out of that? Just turning up. Turning up changed the whole, the whole thing because uh, I, I knew I wanted to leave my job. I wasn't sure how I was, I was going to do it. When I arrived here, I was like, okay, now I know the, the clear path to do it. And it was just coming along every single month, doing the things I need to, to be doing. Uh, and connecting with the people that were in this uh, community. So that by itself helped me out without me knowing how can I get outside of my job, for example, because I didn't like it. Um, but it propelled me in my 
I would say, SA and HMO career that uh, I didn't know I, I wanted to do HMOs. I didn't know how I can excel in the SA bit as well. Um, but yeah, every it's nuggets that you don't get if you go, for example, and you do like free stuff, if that makes sense. But I, I knew I was ready for it. So coming along, just helping go up. Well, one more question really is, is on this is I, I've watched you over the last 12 months grow in terms of your property knowledge. But one other thing I think that's really changed is your mindset. How, how important, obviously property knowledge, but what about mindset and how do you feel you've changed mindset wise over the last sort of even three to four years? Yeah, it's just speaking with people because you will never learn something if you're sat down at your, by yourself without speaking with people because all the knowledge is out there. Uh, so in order to acquire it, you need to go and seek it. So that's what I decided to do. And uh, how I grow, well, personal development side of things, it's diff difficult to say because uh, I was still reading books back at the time. But the books can help so much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you actually experience the whole sharing of experiences of what other people have been doing and all that. And that builds up your own credibility and your own confidence more to be doing more of the stuff that you want to be doing that makes for any, sense for anyone yeah for anyone watching this is thinking they got to know everything before they get their first deal done what what would you say to them you no you need to know well i wanted to know everything yeah that's why i positively procrastinated for the first two years uh reading all the books doing all the free stuff and i was like okay what's next and when i got my first essay lockdown happened that wasn't written in a book yeah. you know that was nobody was talking about it so i'm like what's happening now and you, you realize you know so much before you actually go in the room and you're like, wow, what's happening now? So you have to have skin in the game to actually learn through and uh, pr either persevere or give up. You know, the choice is yours eventually. So this is going to be really helpful, I think, for a lot of people watching this in terms of their, their approach, their starting. Many people start in the very same way as you. Quite often it's pick up Rich Dad, Poor Dad or a book like that and then maybe spend a, a year or two deciding if it's for them and then going in and getting it done. Um, for anybody watching this and they're thinking, you know, I've been in property for a while, I've been thinking about property for a while, or, or maybe, you know, I've, I've been struggling to get going or to find the right way to get going. Um, what sort of advice would you give them? If you give them sort of, put you on the spot, three top bits of advice, what would you say to anybody who's listening to this who's looking to get started? First thing is you need to acknowledge the problem. Why do you want to go into property? You know, do you want to earn more cash? Do you want to get yourself free outside of your workplace? Do you want to have more time for your family? Acknowledge what the problem is because that's the first step of actually solving it. So once you have that taken out of the way, you need to put yourself in the right environment and uh, slash community. So being around the people that are doing what you want to be doing. And there's two ways. You either have the money so you can invest the, the Third best thing is, in, in, uh, first best thing is invest in yourself. But if you invested so much and you don't know how to do it, find somebody that can help you go through that process. Uh, and just, they say like shadow somebody, you know, just cop copy and paste. Because uh, you're not gonna reinvent the, the wheel. It's done once, you know, just copy and paste pretty much. So it's those three things. Uh, get yourself in the right environment, acknowledge what the issue is, why do you actually want to be in property, and find the right people to support you in doing that. Awesome.
Thanks, Nick, for coming in. The audience are going to find that massively helpful. So, guys, you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, we're on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. To make sure you don't miss future episodes, make sure you subscribe. I'll see you next week.